0: Hello, I'm Derek Shapiro, a executive producer, writer, and director of *Man in Blue Sweats*, which is out now. A movie, internet movieinternetchannel.co.uk, and YouTube.com, just put in *Man in Blue Sweats*. And i also, also starring myself, Derek Shapiro, and my son River. Hey, morning. Hey, Flint. I'm glad we're here in Garden City. Garden you know? City, in Rhode Island. Yes. Also starring Vinny the Bucci, Bucci, and of course, it's starring Serenity Rose and Bruce Lee. So, you know, I'm wearing these blue sweats over here today still. Dan, you know, I, I had to call my favorite cousin up, you know? And, and 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 I know the last time I spoke to you, I was wearing these blue sweats too, you know?
1: Okay, Marty? Yes? Why are you still wearing the blue
0: sweats? I love you, cuz. I love you, too. I'm just going to go and just mope around. I'm not going to take these blue sweats off for a while, okay? Nope. Hey, is that your husband? Yes. Your husband, Doug! What's happening, Doug? Also starring Evans A. Darylis and Dylan Schneider. Hey, this is Sammy. I've seen you all on the entertainment shows, flaunting your red so-called sweatpants. (laughs) I got a newsflash for you, my friend. They're not red. Joey! Hey, what
1: is going on,
0: Marty? Yeah, what I want to ask? By the way, where are you?
1: Yeah, I'm on a bike
0: path right now. Oh, is that the path you want to take in life? Really? Yes.
1: <laughs> I want to ask about your path in life, though, with these blue sweats.
0: Also starring Daniel Quick and Steven Puglio. And newcomers, Jessica. Do You take Mary to be your wife. Yes, of course. I do. I do. I do. Do You take, um, Marty to be a husband. Yes, I do. Yeah. And newcomers, Jessica McIntosh and Christina Campbell. Hello over there. What is your name? Melissa. Nice to meet you. Oh, Morton. Morton. I'm doing exercises in my red sweats. It's not red, it's a cranberry. Hey, Penelope! It's your good friend... It's your good friend, Morty! Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: I made made a mistake. What'd you do? Also, guest starring Hollywood actor from Down Man, Michael Vaccaro. Oh, Oh, yes. Hello, Michael!
2: Marty, how
0: are you? What are you doing? Well, you know, for weeks I've been in the blue sweats, you know, funk because, you know, I marry that woman, you know, and everybody's been- I know all about your blue sweat funk,
2: believe me. All the way, all the way here in California. I know all about the blue sweat funk.
0: And of course, here's my new song, Blue, made popular by Leanne Ryans. Blue So lonesome for you. And of course, my other song, Blue, made popular by Eiffel sixty blue, da-ba-dee-da-ba-dye, 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 da-ba-dee-da-ba-dye. Out now, movie internet movie internet and youtube.com. Just put in Man of Blue Sweats. That's right, the name of the movie, Man in Blue Sweats. Enjoy.
1: I've tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I yell, I beg, hope for some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all run dry tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy. I've got no fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get. I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking dead.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And of course, joining me here on The Boochcast for this AEW recap, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely, and now he's just broke, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome back to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soul is Ginger, Mister Zach Scott.
3: What's up, dude? To do that, yes, it's me. You're uh, the broke soul Ginger, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not broke. Mr. Billy Wilcox, I think this is, was a uh, better card than it was last week.
2: <laughs> definitely a better card than last week. Um, definitely a hell of a great show. <laughs> um, and of course, we got a lot of interesting stuff going on here on uh, Dynamite. Of course, uh, it aired from New. Orleans orleans louisiana good old new orleans and of course as always on commentary we have the legendary tony Schiavone, the hall of famer jim ross and the racist excalibur and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening cm punk versus pentagon dark
3: uh, I thought this was actually Really really good Good opening match And I have to say I love Pentagon Dark's interest But it was actually Really uh, really really good What was really good Is when seeing Punk Tried to do the GTS First And Pentagon Caught it real quick You see the shock and awe On um, On uh, Punk's face And then uh, Before that uh, He tried to put the uh, Anaconda Vice on him And Pentagon Rolled over To the bottom of the rope And got it like that. But I thought this was actually A really really good Opening match
2: Oh yes It was a very good Opening match Uh, It's interesting that this is like another week where CM Punk is taking one half of a tag team and putting on a good uh, technical match. And what I like about it is it forces... The guy he's in the ring with, um, even though Dax from FTR was the exception to this rule, usually when CM Punk has guys like Penta or Darby Allin or something like that in the ring, it forces them to actually wrestle and not rely on the acrobatics. You know, it forces them to actually use psychology, oh, and that's what CM Punk brings to the table in every match he's in. He makes everything make sense, he dictates the pacing, and he stops people from getting squirrely. So this match was very very good to open the show. Very well done. And, uh, of course, CM Punk got the win. Although, on the one hand, I'm happy Punk got the win because I know they're trying to build him up uh, to become a future uh, AEW world champion. But at the same time, I'm not happy with the fact that Pentagon has a new gimmick and he's taking a lot of losses. And I feel like that's a stupid thing to do when you're trying to establish a gimmick. So I'm kind of 50-50 on the fact that Punk won this match. I, I You know, if he's if he's going to get a win... You know, it should have been over somebody that's not getting a push. Because, you know, I hate when they debut new gimmicks like that and then just try to treat them like regular people. If you treat them like regular people, why change the gimmick at all? Just making regular Pentagon. It made no sense, but that's just me. Well, yeah, I couldn't understand that. Yeah, outside of that, though, the actual match was great. I just wish they had gone a different route with that. But anyway, um, next we cut to uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're getting off their plane, and uh, 2.0 has their shoes stolen and their thumbs Twisted, uh, courtesy of Eddie Kingston Santana and Ortiz, as they said they were going to beat their ass on site but they decided to let, uh, wait for the other three to show up for the six man and just took out 2.0, which I thought was hilarious that they're like, yeah. like, where the hell are your shoes? And I'm like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> well, it's a of where the guy took off after the fucking car I was like, uh, dude, you're really athletic but you're not going to outrun the car. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too, they took their shoes and twisted their thumbs, I was like, why well, twist their thumbs? Why not, like, take their, like, the hands or the jacket or shirt. It was very funny, but also very confusing. When I heard them say that, I was like, they took her shoes and twisted her thumbs So I was like, um, okay, I understand the shoe part with a lot of the But anyways, I thought it was pretty funny right here.
2: I did too. I thought it would have been funnier if there was like uh, a traffic light or like uh, power lines or something that we could see where they they hang the shoes from the power lines. <laughs> I think it would have made it way funnier, especially since, <laughs> especially since their whole gimmick is being gangster from the hood. And usually in the hood, that's what they would do with somebody's sneakers. They would tie the laces together, throw them up and over the uh, power line. They would get stuck there, and they'd just be hanging. they like, literally shoes be dangling the power lines. So I thought that would be cool if they had done something like that. I think it would
3: have made it fun. Yeah, more. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, sir. I agree with you. This was actually pretty funny. It made me chuckle. Yes.
2: And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the AEW World Tag Team titles, Jurassic Express, where Christian Cage defend the titles against... Red Dragon,
3: uh, I thought this actually was really, really, really good. I mean, I knew for a fact Red Dragon wasn't going to win, but they put up a good freaking fight. There was, it was physical. It, there was a little uh, mental uh, psychology in it. Our second there, I thought the Red Dragon was going to win, but they didn't. In the end, uh, Jungle Shores uh, won the match.
2: Many Very well done. And I just love how over Jurassic Express is. It's one of those, they're one of the teams that are like surviving this new wave of talent that comes into because this is what I love about the fact, you know, a lot of people think Tony Khan is overdoing it with a lot of the signings, and to an extent, he is. But what I love about it is the fact that the more people he signs, the more people he has to get rid of, and he's getting and he's starting to get rid of all the trash that's had no business being on TV. But Jurassic Express, they're one of the uh, day one originals that have been able to survive those cuts because of how insanely over they are with the crowd. They're one of those guys that's like, you know, you can argue Jungle Boy's size or whatever, and I do think to an extent they're a little they're a little too spot monkey for my taste, but I can't deny how insanely over they are. And Jungle Boy, at least, he's he's good in the ring when he's not doing this stuff. Luchasaurus as well, but they would just chill out on the freaking acrobatics a little bit. I could 100% get behind this team. Right now, I'm about, I'm about 95% behind the team.
3: Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I agree with you on that. They do a little of the spot monkey shit way too much, but what I love about Jungle Boy so much is- is he's got the fucking heart in the business. I think he has the biggest heart in the business. Hands down. Out of everybody. Yeah, like he's, he's small size. And I tell people at work, they're like, you see him do that. You live guy from 912. Yeah, that's his son. And people go, no, no shit. But you can't go wrong with the, Oh, the, the uh, sophomore. Because I listen to that song all the time at work. Because he's so fucking catchy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
2: I mean, yeah. Most people know that from Beverly Hills Ninja. That's where that song. That's where I remember that song from. That was the scene where, oh, like, yeah. like that scene where Chris Farley's on the palm tree and he's swaying it back and forth before he goes and flies through the roof of the warehouse. <laughs> They're playing that song. Yeah. Oh, They're playing that as he's going back and forth on the strike, forcing the palm tree to sway with his weight. It's so fucking hilarious.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. All right, sir, moving on.
2: Well, not yet. Red Dragon was phenomenal in this match, too. You got to give it to Red Dragon. Those guys,
3: guys.
2: Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, they can do no wrong as a tag team. They really can't.
3: Oh, no. No, they, they, they got a great chemistry together, and they really, really do. I, I, I kind of wish, I, I will eventually they will have the um, tag team champions, and much as you probably don't want to hear it, but he's on his role, Adam, Adam Cole Adam Bay Plus A, eventually will have that world title, and once again, we'll see Kyle Arati and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole Bay Push A have a have majority of the goal in ADW. That's going to happen in the future. there.
2: Oh, oh, it's definitely going to happen. Gonna, yeah. It's definitely going to happen. I'm just hoping that that Adam earns back the second bay before he does so I don't want for example we uh, at the time of recording this obviously it's a uh, late Wednesday night practically it's like midnight on Thursday um the Friday night is when they're supposed to be fighting the Texas death match for the AEW world title I do not want Adam Cole to win that match and the reason I don't is because I know they're trying to get CM Punk to get that title so I'm thinking I, I want to wait for Adam Cole to get his shot but when he does it will be great. Uh, But I don't think he's ready right now. I think Adam Page needs to win this Friday, and then Punk needs to take it from Adam Page at Double or Nothing. That's what needs to happen.
3: 100% agree with you, sir. Okay. Hey. So
2: after the, so after this, Red Dragon attacks the champs. Then they retreat up the ramp after the beatdown. But then FTR comes out because they're basically staking their claim that they want to take on Jurassic Express and you know pretty much have you know all the gold, all the tag team gold because they're already the AAA Tag Champs, the the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, um, and of course they want to be the AEW Tag Champs as well. They want to win those belts back. So I got a feeling they're gonna that's gonna lead to something at Double or Nothing. I think that's when uh that's when uh FTR is gonna get those those belts and become and and have all the gold
3: uh, rightfully so and they uh rightfully deserve it because they didn't lose they, they did not deserve to lose the dump box
2: absolutely not and on that note we cut to the Blackpool combat club with their new member wheeler Yuda they note that they're going to take on the gun club and wheeler notes now the real work begins
3: yeah I mean I saw this too I mean they, they, he's getting hyped up for his match thank God he left the best friends or or the butt buddies with a Pocket. He finally left them and, he's, and now he's with a, uh, a faction that are actually, I don't know Vinny, worth a damn.
2: They're badasses. In fact, um John Moxley even said that. Like they, He thinks he thought the gun club was a couple of goofs. And I think he said mm-hmm. I think we have enough of them in this company and I'm sick of them. Like, I loved Mox that part of Moxley's promo where he's sick and tired of all the goofs in AEW and he wants to break their faces. And I'm like, thank you Moxley for speaking for pure true wrestling fans, get rid of these fucking jokesters. Now, I don't know if I would say that necessarily about the Gun Club, but I could say that about a fuck ton of other people in this company. That I, you know, I don't really hate the Gun Club necessarily. In fact, I I love the fact that Billy Gunn can still go. I want to see a wall tile around Billy Gunn's waist. People think I'm crazy for saying it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck his age. He can still go. That's just me. My point is, I'm looking forward to this match. I love this new faction. I love the fact that Wheeler Yuta is a part of it. And uh, I don't know if you saw on page but we gotta talk about this for a second dude Wheeler Yuta is fucking amazing dude his match with Moxley was fucking nuts like that was a prime example of how you build a fucking star
3: yep 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 and they're actually doing it right with him
2: yeah with Wheeler Yuta yeah it was a great match and Wheeler Yuta was busted open which needed to happen because that's Moxley's policy he says I can't go to war with somebody until I bleed with them first so anybody that joins the Blackpool Combat Club Club, if they're going to be in a match where they're trying to earn their way into the group, there has to be blood in that match. It's mandatory. Yeah,
3: I, yeah, I agree with you on that.
2: So, and even though there are, there's a, even though sometimes with AEW they overdo the blood a little bit. There's a time and a place. But the Blackpool Combat Club, those are the only matches that if there's blood in them, it's perfectly acceptable because a, you know, if someone's trying to join the group, like I said before, they have to bleed with them. But also because they like to spill blood as well. So it's going to be anyway. I love that we. Wheeler Yuta's in this group. He fits in so perfectly. I'm not gonna lie. Elvis was right on this one. Um, cause he told me this a while ago, that Wheeler Yuta would be perfect. I wasn't so sure. But turns out he was right on that one. Um, but on that note, we're gonna move on. We catch uh, Tony Schiavone with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Dadass, Tony Storm. And we find out they're gonna face off in the opening round of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Uh, Jamie says that she and Tony are like Owen in that they hone their craft in Japan and Europe. Tony He says nothing and walks away.
3: Um, you can definitely tell the tension between these two women. I mean, let's hopefully uh, that beautiful Australian goddess wins. Yes,
2: um, definitely cheering for Tony Storm. I love the fact that Jamie got badass, got in her face, and Tony just had that look like this ain't even worth my time. <laughs> I'll it's like she she had that look on her face like, bitch, you don't know who you fucking with. But when we get in that ring, you' fitting to find out. And that's what I love. Sometimes silence, if done correctly, can work out perfectly. Like Tony's basically saying, you don't know. Know what you're signing up for That's the vibe I got Was that She She walked away Knowing I got her number And I'm gonna rip This bitch apart
3: Yeah yeah I agree with you I think those two Are gonna Those two uh, Women are going to uh tear the roof off when to go against each other I'll be looking forward To that for
2: sure Absolutely And on that note We're gonna move on To the next match Of the evening We got MJF Versus Sean Dean
3: Okay um, Squash No Or No I mean I thought it was good It was, it was great uh, Maxwell He had had it going for a while, then Warjo slowed up, and they did the damn security guards again. And there was a disqualification, and you, if you got maybe boys and girls doing duet, um, if you heard Vinny Dubuque said they specifically sick of the security guards, May hey, God have mercy on yourself. Vinny, go ahead. Well,
2: here's the thing. Am I mm. sick of the security guards? Yes. Am I mad they came out tonight? Not really, and I'll tell you why. Um, First of all, mm. this was not a disqualification, it was a count-out. It was a count-out. happened? happened was I like the fact that there was you know the security guards were unconscious in the back that was cool him coming out you know taking off the mask and revealing that he was in the stands with the AW staff shirt on the fact that he still never got his hands on MJF I thought was stupid uh, I love the fact that he chased him around he got scared next thing you know Sean Spears hits him with a chair uh, Wardlow no sells the chair shot which was great and but this is the part that I thought was stupid and, and this what? is where the God had mercy on your soul Part needs to kick in. Kay. Wardlow goes for a power bomb Kay. and takes off his shirts before he tries to execute the power bomb. Why? Um, that was fucking stupid. First of all, there was no reason for Wardlow to be shirtless. I get it. You want the girls to see you without your shirt on. I fucking get it. You didn't need to take your shirt off. Second of all, it took him so long to get the shirt off. Sean Spears is sitting there in between his legs for way too long. I'm sorry. If you stick my head between your legs and attempt to powerbomb me and you stop to take your shirt off, I'm getting my head out from underneath your legs and I'm either kicking you in the nuts or I'm running for the hills. What? That is the fakest shit I've seen in a long time. This is worse. This is almost worse than when Keith Lee put Isaiah tried to do a powerbomb on Isaiah Cassidy, and he crawled in between his legs and rolled out the goddamn ring. That was fucking <laughs> stupid. If you stick somebody's head between your legs, you get there is a there is a time limit on how long you get to taunt, and it's a good three seconds, maybe five, depending on how tired the other guy is. It's like if you watch, okay, it's like it's like Kevin Nash when he would stick the head between the legs, he'd do a quick little hey, there's the two sweet, you know, NWO signal. Then he would then he'd pick the guy up, powerbomb, or Shawn Michaels, or no, not Shawn Michaels, sorry, uh, Scott Hall, sorry, Scott Hall, he would. St- Stick the head between the legs. He do the little thing where he put his fists out, do the little, ra- the little, pr- the little thing. Then he pick him up over his head, do the razor's edge.
3: Uh, same way, uh, same way with the Batista. He will put the guy between the legs. He put the, th- he'll be like, he'll be put the thumbs down. Boom, one, two, three.
2: Thumbs up, thumbs down. He does it quick. It's quick. He does a little bit of milking, but then he hits it. it- it's quick. Okay? It's quick to where it looks somewhat believable. I'm st- that, that was stupid. There was no reason for Wardlow to take his goddamn shirt off. Okay? You wanna you wanna impress the rats, do it after the show. Try to get laid on your own time, motherfucker. You're on TV and you got a job to do. That was He's also st- married. Whatever. It was fucking stupid. Either way, fucking <laughs> stupid. Second of all, Zach, if you know anything about the wrestling business, being married don't stop wrestlers from fucking the rats. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that's never stupid stopped a wrestler from fucking the rats, okay? That's, oh, yeah. Oh, he's married. Where the fuck have you been? Oh, yeah, because being married uh, always stopped a wrestler from, because because no wrestler's ever cheated on their wife. That that doesn't happen oh, in wrestling. No. Oh, no, not at all, uh, not at all. They're all, oh,
3: no, they all they're, no, good, they're good Christian
2: uh, boys who value the sanctity of marriage, even though two of the biggest names in the business have been married, like, one's been married twice, the other's been married, like, 17 but, fucking, no. But anyway, anyway, no. So, fuck all that. So, then eventually he gets held back by the security guards. So, at first, I'm pissed off. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. But here's why I liked it. The ref was still counting. But because there were so many security guards holding back Wardlow, MJF couldn't get back in the ring. So, MJF fucked himself. That's what made it great. And then he begs the referee not to count. Whatever you're being paid, I'll triple it. Don't count to 10. And the referee's like, I don't need your fucking money. 10 rings the bell and MJF is pissed it is great it was fucking great that was that so in this case it worked cuz MJF worked. fucked himself out of a win so now Sean Dean has a victory over MJF. Granted, it's a count-out victory, but still, it's in the record books that Sean Dean has beaten Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So now, after this, um, Wardlow eventually, um, after he takes out more security guards backstage, he vows to get released from MJF's contract one way or the another. He basically says, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back and keep coming back until I get my hands on you and you release me from this contract, and then he breaks the camera so yeah, I
3: saw that as well
2: but uh, like I said here, here's the thing though mm. it has to stop this you cannot keep this security guard thing going week after week after week forever and ever and ever you just can't do it after a while I'm fans gonna get pissed it. he it, it, here's the thing if he doesn't get his hands on MJF he has to beat up somebody beat up FTR beat up Sean Spears someone someone has to get these hands if he shows up again next week otherwise he's gonna keep looking like a pussy a look like a dumbass Cause he's not cause he's ill prepared to take on twelve fucking security guards. Bring a fucking taser. Bring a weapon. Bring an equalizer. Take them all out with a with with steel chair. And then now they're all dead. They're all unconscious. They're done. And MJF has nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, no one can back him up. Do something. But this is getting too fucking repetitive. So there were some stupid moments, but it made it good to a finish line. So uh Zach, yeah, it was. So if you have anything to add, do so. Otherwise, we're moving on.
3: Um, I'm, I'm with you, Vinny, about the security guards. I'm six security guards because they're not security guards. They're guys like me. <laughs> okay, and it takes 12 people to hold Wardlow down. I was like, okay, enough of security guards. Fucking okay, let Wardlow get his hands on uh, MJF. Uh, I'm, 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 but this is good enough to be a, hopefully a, uh, a good match between uh, Maxwell and Wardlow. That's all I have to say about that. Moving on.
2: Yes, then we move on to a vignette with Darby Allen. He says a bunch of dumb, you know, emo shit, and he basically wants a coffin match against Andrade L Idiot.
3: Yeah. Um, No, no, I'm like, seriously, Darby, I love you, I respect you, I like your gimmick, but the coffin drop thing, finisher, you need to stop or you're going to end up in a fucking wheelchair. Do a coffin match. Vinny, last time I checked, you can't win by the coffin drop. Now, Vinny, how do you win a coffin match?
2: You have to put your opponent in the coffin and close
3: the lid. Yeah, so I don't know if this makes sense. It's because two people that I somewhat care for, though, like you said, El Dorado, El Idiot. I was like, no, I just, this is just a waste of time. I mean, Darby, eat something. Christ's sake.
2: Well, I know he does some kind of flipping stunner move as well so he can also do that so he doesn't necessarily need to use the coffin drop to win the match he can win the match another way but I don't find it interesting because these are two wrestlers that I personally can't stand and I think the coffin match is dumb because I have a hard time believing Darby Allin could fit Andrade El Idiot into a casket so I'm just, it just doesn't excite me Meh? It's meh Okay, moving on. Yes, on to the next match we have the uh, Jericho Appreciation Association Society, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz.
3: Um, This is actually really, really good. I thought, of course, the J.A. actually wins uh, like they have been, but I thought for a second man, they were going to, uh, I thought Eddie Kingston and Santino and the other guy, I can't remember his name, Ortiz, there we go, uh, was going to win, but then Chris Jericho hit Eddie Kingston in the back with his bat and uh, one, two, three, then the beatdown begins. Okay, I'm chicken tired of the beat down. Eddie Kingston and by the way he's losing weight by the way thank god but otherwise than that I thought it was good I'm just sick of the beatdowns it was a 5 on 1 I was like okay get over with beat the shit out of him and let it go but otherwise than that I thought this was actually really really good but eventually I think Eddie Kingston Ortiz and Santana need to beat JSS hopefully that will happen down the road
2: yeah well I'm sure it's gonna happen Um, obviously the Jericho Appreciation Society they're still trying to build themselves up as a dominant heel faction so obviously you know crack Eddie in the back with Floyd the bat and um, Daniel getting the roll-up win makes perfect sense so it's yeah, it's a good finish. Uh, overall great match. Good, uh, Kingston and Santana Ortiz were insane in this match uh, but everything worked out pretty good. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society their chemistry is off the charts um, and everything went the way it was supposed to go. It was great six-man tag. I mean there were some crazy spots in there but a lot of them were timed well so it wasn't too like I know but overall, great match.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, sir. I, I I enjoyed this. Like I said at the beginning of this of the BeachCast show, uh, it was, this Tardis actually was fucking amazing today. Sorry, Gator. Anyways,
2: moving on. Yeah. So um, we cut to MJF, who apparently is sick and tired of Wardlow's antics. So he decides instead of sitting him at home, he's going to put him to work. Because apparently, according to the contract, MJF can book Wardlow in any match he wants to. He can book him in multiple matches, in any kind of match. So he decides to give him a match against The Butcher next week on AEW. So Wardlow's getting back in the ring, and he's going to face The Butcher because he's leading the greedy little pig to the slaughter.
3: Yeah, I saw this once again. Maxwell did a, a perfect promo, except for one thing. He said he called himself the phenom. And did you hear that? The what? He, uh, uh, Maxwell said, I'm the phenom. I'm a Phenom." I was like, um, no. That's the Undertaker. And I was like, Egh. I grunted at first, but otherwise, nah, this is one hell of a promo.
2: Well, the Undertaker doesn't wrestle anymore, so I see no reason why he can't use the moniker. And I like not like uh, Taker's uh, coming back
3: to claim that. I know that, but I didn't like it to- I, so know, that. I, I enjoyed the promo, and then I think personally that Butcher and Wardro need to do a good match, but Wardro needs to beat the Butcher because he, if the Butcher beats Wardro, I think they would have buried Wardro. I'm disappointed about that.
2: Yeah, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We we'll call it that. Uh, we got Marina Schaefer versus Sky Blue. Wash. horribly.
3: Horribly. I was like, I mean, I'll have to admit that um, that uh, Sky Blue maybe put up somewhat of a fight, but not really. As soon as I saw her come out, I was like, Oh no! But of course. And back in the back We had to see the horrible, evil Jake Harhill Boom, boom, boom Slap, slap, slap I'm done Go ahead
2: Yeah, well she was basically Not paying attention to the match Which was confusing uh, Smart Mark Because he wanted uh Jade to focus on uh Marina Since Marina is gonna be Her next opponent um, But either way They were trying to show off How dominant Marina is And I'm sure she's very good But a lot of the slams She did look sloppy I don't know if it's her fault Or Sky Blue but just nothing in the match felt normal nothing felt natural everything felt forced like i don't know yeah, it comf- was, i don't know how comfortable she is in that ring
3: um are you talking about sky blue
2: no i'm talking about marina
3: oh. I, I, I think in the back of her head it's like, like why the hell i'm going against her this is pointless but otherwise than that marina needs to take that taper weight of a tire away from evil j carhill i can't stand her i'm sorry Danny. i just don't your any Booshcats fans, you Wilson, an argument is worthless. I'm not, that's all I'm going to say because I go on a rant, we'll be here all night. Moving on. Mm.
2: Yeah, so next we move on to, um, you know, we got Marina puts in the triangle, Blue submits, Marina Schaefer wins, big whoop. Next we move on to Hook. Yeah, big whoop. Next we move on to Hook who is debuting on AEW Dynamite next week because all of his matches have been on Rampage. Uh, Lexi Nair tries to get it word with him but Mark Sterling and Tony Nese enter and that gets Hook a bit fired up. He tosses a medicine ball behind him and Dan Housing catches it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't understand Tim Housen But he's pretty funny This is a big Of a uh, A good promo And Let me ask you something Is he Is Hooked that good? Yes
2: He has literally been like Choking motherfuckers out Like he's undefeated So oh. far in AEW And
3: His matches have been he short But they're yeah.
2: But they're perfect that way so... Well
3: I think eventually Maybe he gets Finally If he comes on um, Dynamite Maybe he'll actually Have a challenge
2: Maybe um, But I know uh, but I know uh, Tony nice Had interesting things to say Hooked didn't get a word in Edgewise and Dan Housen was just there to try to curse him because he can't figure out why Hook doesn't fall for his curse spells. Because
3: it's Hook. I don't know. And it's like
2: <laughs> and he's like tossing the medicine ball he's like ah damn Mr. Ball. Ah yeah, Mr. ball. Yeah. And then next we cut to uh, Scorpio Sky who's ready to defend the TNT title against Sammy Guevara at Battle of the Belts. Um, I like the promo from uh, American Top Team about how you know Sammy he you know desecrated the title desecrated the business and you know that it's the only action that you know sammy's gonna get all weekend is stepping in the ring with scorpio sky so it was a
3: pretty good promo it was a very good promo i just don't like gambling. Of course um Well uh, I mean I mean it was okay. I was I was I was like I but all knows uh I don't know Sandy Kerr cannot win that title because after what he said, what he did with that title, I was like, Okay, you're uh not disrespecting that title right there, you spot fucky fuck not. I thought this is actually really really good. Well for this guy needs to retain that title. Absolutely. Okay, Sammy G, he, he has a heart for it, he does, but like, he, he, I don't know, I liked him at first, and now he's just getting on my fucking nerves.
2: Uh-huh. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee.
3: Once again, this was a stellar match. It, 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 there was uh, psychology in it. I mean, and uh, for Strickland, he was in his hometown of mm-hmm. ain't that New Orleans. Sorry, then he had to put it out there. Uh, I thought it was actually really, really, gr- uh, really, really good. It was it was back and forth. But, of course, uh, the Taz came out and uh, distracted the uh, Luminous. Lee, one, two, three, real quick, Vinny. Whose house is this? Swerve's house. Swerve's house. Go ahead, Vinny.
2: Yes. Very well done match. Uh, Very solid. Uh, I love the Undertaker old school move from Ricky Starks. I thought it was very well done. Um, I think Keith Lee is a badass and he's starting to show more of that off. And Swerve, he's always been great in the ring. So it's amazing to see. Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, it was nice to see him finally, you know, kick some ass for once, like hitting the Anderson. <laughs> hitting the Anderson spine buster for the 1-2-3 I thought on Swerve I thought was great uh, especially since Keith Lee and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs are really getting into a rivalry here so I like to see the two of them go out like have a big hoss fight while uh, Swerve straight Lim works on getting the uh, FTW title from Ricky Starks so that's how I see these scenarios play out so it was very well done like just you know Keith Lee showing off his muscle and his power and everybody else just doing the you know flip flop fly and all Almost died, and. Uh... Uh-huh. And then after that We uh, cut to the backstage area With Thunder Rosa Who's presented a cake From Nyla Rose She gets it shoved in her face And it causes her To accidentally hit Vicky Guerrero So obviously Thunder Rosa You know Shoves the cake In um, Nyla Rose's face She gets mad Goes to hit Thunder Rosa She moves out of the way She decks Vicky Guerrero So now Vicky's on the ground And then eventually uh, Her and Naya get, Naya get into a Verbal Physical altercation And eventually uh, You know Nyla kicks the shit out of Thunder Rosa
3: uh, yeah, I didn't see this part But for what he sounds like I was like, okay, okay, okay Um, It sounds like Vicky Grove got to use his punchy grab Which I would have to I would have to do this Ha 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 But I mean, Nala Rose I can't I don't like Nala Rose And, and hopefully If they um, When they do go at it For the title uh, Thunder Rosa needs to win Because if they If Nala Rose beats Thunder Rosa They just bury Thunder Rose And I'm going to be
2: pissed Yeah, well like Yeah, well they're going to fight again This Saturday at battle. Of the belts, so we already know it's coming up this Saturday. So we'll see what happens. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Manuro Suzuki defends the title against Samoa Joe.
3: Vinny, follow me, please. Joe's gonna kill you. Joe's
2: gonna kill you.
3: You suck, but otherwise uh, I, I than that, I thought this was great, except for the beginning of the match. It was a slapback. I was like, okay, enough with the slash and again on the off the physical operation here right here but otherwise not. this was okay and I can't say the the Japanese guy's name what was his name Suzuki Suzuki I mean um, I thought he was okay I never heard of this guy before but did you know something strange about the guy
2: yeah only that he had a weird hairdo and he went crazy if he got chopped hard enough like this was literally chop 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 they're both really trying to hurt each other and neither one is selling anything It just looks weird. Like, it was one of those things where, okay, this looks started off kind of cool, but then after about four, five, six minutes, you're like, okay, can y'all fucking do something else? This is getting dumb. (laughs)
3: that's what I thought man I really did uh, but the one thing I know about Suzuki he has some really big ears yes he does <laughs> I just looked at it I, could, I, was, I was more paying attention to his ears than the match not really but just saying that no, but anyways um, I thought this was okay I mean Suzuki just won that title and all of a sudden he loses it yes. okay but otherwise than that I mean I thought it was okay I was like, it wasn't shitty well, it was like okay this could have been a better.
2: yes and then of course um, you know there was a uh, submission holds, exchange, a lot of other things. Joe hits the muscle buster, which he hasn't done in forever. Uh For the one, two, three, Samoa Joe becomes a new TV champion. Then as soon as after that, Jay Lethal comes out and says, we have the present, we have the gift that we were going to give Samoa Joe. And then they open the box, he sticks his hand through, and gives him the finger. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I can't believe they made us wait a whole week to see a fucking middle finger. That was great. And then... Um, yeah, I saw... Thought- and, th- and then of course The lights go out and We're all like Oh my god Holy shit Lights went out What the fuck's going on And the lights turn on And it's this guy Satnam Singh Bamera And literally Everyone starts booing Everyone goes This is fucking stupid And then he He face crushes Joe As Jay Lethal Hits his lethal injection And drapes his new title Over him And the show ends
3: Um I don't know who the big guy is You ever seen
2: him before? No And I don't think This warranted today shutting off the lights See that's the kind of yeah, shit I'd You follow- do with gonna debut like a big name in the company. Uh.
3: I don't know who the hell that was This is what we need Another big guy I was like Okay I was like I don't know who the hell I looked at him I'm like Who the fuck are you? I don't know who that is and be like, I, don't who I don't know who that fuck this is I've been watching Professional Wrestling For almost close to 20 years What the fuck is this? I was like I mean It was okay The match itself Was just Yeah
2: it? I mean Here's my only issue Was that this match Is for the Ring of Honor TV Championship AEW's getting to a point now Where they're starting to have Way too many fucking belts there's too many belts, too many fucking champions, and it's getting ridiculous. Okay, it's like, oh, it's, it's like you come to AEW, everyone gets a trophy. Like, that's how I feel. It's like, no, not everybody deserves a fucking world title. Or nobody, no, I, not I everyone deserves to be that. a champion. Like, at some point, you gotta have, like, a limited amount of belts. Like, world title, mid-card title, tag title, women's title. That's it. We don't need any other fucking belts. Now, if this is just a temporary thing till they get a TV deal with Ring of Honor, fine. But at that point, you need to take the Ring of Honor belts and keep my Ring of Honor. And most importantly, take the TNT title and keep that motherfucker on Fridays. Since we got this TBS title that we got Jay Cargo parading around with right now.
3: Otherwise mm-hmm. than that, this was a very good card, and I enjoyed yes. it for the finish. I did too. Otherwise than that, it, it wasn't that bad. It was a hell of a lot better than last week because I wasn't confused in this one.
2: Yeah, exactly. None of us were. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this uh, recap of AEW. Zach, as always, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and uh look forward to chatting with you on the next one.
3: Absolutely, that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do this. Mr. B.B.B.C. That boots chrome down. Thank you for having me. Yes.
2: So uh make sure you guys follow the boots cast. We are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify,
3: Spotify, Breaker, Breaker,
2: Google Podcast,
3: Google Podcast,
2: and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theboochcast. We got archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all of our great YouTube content and make sure after you hit the subscribe button, ring that bell to be notified so you know when the new content will be coming to the channel. Also, make sure you guys are following us on Twitch. Go to Twitch.tv/TheBoochCast so we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, July 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Uh, we know it'll be going down. We're just trying to decide who's going to be hosting it because uh, I know I'm going to be in Tampa Bay with Buff that weekend. So either we'll be hosting a show in, ta- in Tampa Bay or we. We might I might have the team do it Provided they get their shit together And finally learn how to, how to Operate this fucking thing So yeah. There is there is that Also we got our D&D show Coming out later this year I know some of you Will believe it when you see it But trust me When you see it You'll have no choice But to believe it And of course We have the Boochcast booking battle Which will be coming out soon uh, That will be myself And Elvis Delinsky uh, Competing in the My GM mode uh, He's gonna put a roster together I'm gonna put a roster together We're gonna have shows We're gonna display on Twitch And we're gonna let them End and the fans decide who is the better Booker Man, Vinny Bucci or Elvis Delinsky? Vinny Bucci. Yes, and make sure you guys support the Cast. Go to anchor.fm slash the Cast slash support. Become a supporter of the Cast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is the level we have for uh, people who want to donate but don't have a lot of money to spend. Some you all have uh, bills to pay and mouths to feed so we would never ask you guys to uh, break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel guilt tripped into donating money to us if all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know you're still doing us a great service but if you still want to put a little skin in the game the 99 cents level is for you why is that because 99 cents it's just 99 cents you're not going to miss it it's not going to hurt your wallet but it's going to help us out a lot because every little bit helps us keep this show thriving the second level you can donate at is for $4.99 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription i know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and of course we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere 9.99
3: Nine ninety
2: nine. Same amount of money. Uh, we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it to the Peacock, I do know where to put that nine ninety nine. Today, nine ninety nine. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use the we use it to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make The Booch Cast a success. If you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash The Booch Cast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, use the rest of the money to feed uh, the ginger ramen noodles and try... We're trying, folks. I swear to God, we're trying. I promise you from the bottom of my heart, we're trying to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby.